Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to This Week in Film, the weekly podcast where we sit down together and talk, talk about, about the movies we've we discussed. Oh, seven days. <laughs> I'm Nick Pananto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? I don't know why, Pretty but good, I'm pointing. Nick. Pretty good. You know what's funny is I point when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you so well. <laughs> Uh, I messed up my own introduction. You you wrote it through. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, for this is for new listeners. Podcast. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Welcome aboard. Matt and I have been playing a game lately where he tries to say the things I say at the introduction of the show, and this week he won. You know, I'll bet they figured so, that out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well... In case you couldn't hear what we were saying, this is the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past seven days. I'm Nick Pinunzo, and I'm pointing right at you, Midwest Matt Lauer. How's it going? Other than the cut in my head, it's going really well. How are you, Nick? You gotta watch out for them trees. True. They, and the they killer heard me talking guy. crap on them. <laughs> hey, dude. Um, the uh, they, the trees hey heard you talking I know, right? That's like the fourth time that's come up recently. Uh, which means I need to really watch that show. I'm sure it holds up. Oh, perfectly. 20 years on. Um, but I was going to say you got attacked by a tree because uh, you were talking smack on the happening, saying that it couldn't happen, and, and look what happens. When did I say that? I don't know. Oh, recently. I mean, I would still agree. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were saying something about the happening recently. Oh Although yeah, I, I was been... saying that uh, that um, some other movie where people kill themselves a lot is just like the happening. What Bird some, Box? Some crappy movie. Yeah, that's the one. You liked Bird Box? I lightly recommended it. Mm. Well, Matt. Yes. We have some. We have some uh, work to do. Yeah, we got preview so corners let's... and movies yeah. and commercial corner. I'm so excited. Uh, but before we do, let, why don't we tell the listeners what we saw this week? We can do that. All right. I'll go first. Go for it. I saw three movies. I saw two animated films of the Batman variety, because apparently that's all I watch anymore. Seriously? Um, yeah. Uh, I watched a movie called Batman Ninja. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I watched the new, the one that just came out, uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. And then the third movie that I watched was recommended by you, uh, called Creep. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. So, we'll talk about those movies. I'm glad you watched that. Hopefully, you are, too, but you don't have to spoil your, you know, review. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I saw Dumbo. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> That's a good question, my friend. Um, and I saw... According to my notes, I saw Per Cemetery, but it was actually Pet Cemetery because that's actually a movie. Well, Pet Cemetery already out. came out. Yep, it came out this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, and I also saw, but listeners don't don't look forward to this because it's going to be a very very short review. Uh, I also saw the Mummy, the one with Brendan uh, Fraser. No, 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 the Tom Cruise one. Oh, well, I would like to hear about that because I haven't watched it. Well, you'll get to, but it's going to be excellent. Short. All right. So what's uh, what should go first? Um, 
let me talk about Batman Ninja. I will let you do that. Uh, so Batman Ninja is from 2018, mm-hmm. and it is a Japan uh batman movie uh it's made in the style of any kind of it's as generic as japan as you can get <laughs> okay. um so like the first 20 of it's first off it's directed by a guy named and i'm gonna brutalize this name but it's directed by a guy named junpai mizuaki mizusaki mm-hmm. i think mizusaki um and uh and a bunch of uh I believe it's a bunch of Japanese actors that do the English voice acting. Unless I the version that I have just had an English cast cuz I must have I must have seen the English voice cast because the the cast list that's listed on IMDb makes it seem like there's a Japanese version of this, which is probably better than the one I saw. Uh you know how you lose a little something in the translation? Yes. Uh, and some of the ridiculous things that they're saying and doing would probably, you'd probably let it go a little more if it was in a foreign language. But so Batman Ninja starts off it in Gotham City and Batman, for some reason, is fighting the fl- the Flash's villain, Gorilla Grodd. And Gorilla Grodd has some sort of time machine that he's trying to set off and... Batman, Robin, Red Robin, Red Hood, Nightwing, Catwoman, Alfred, the Batmobile, all get transported back in time to is, feudal Japan. Is the Red Hood a good guy at this point? Yes. Oh, Jesus. They can't stick with anything. All right, anyway, go ahead. Um, Wasn't he like part of the Bat crew anymore? Like uh, in the ap- comics? Like- apparently. I mean, I, I, I guess I stopped reading around the time that not too long after he showed up, but he was a bad guy. I mean, right. I know he's like the original Robin, but he still was a bad guy. And he's the second Robin. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Good point. I appreciate and, um- the correction. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I almost tripped over my dickishness getting that out. <laughs> and uh the uh so they get transported back to feudal Japan and it's at this point that you're watching this and you're like this movie is awesome. Why does it have such a low IMDb score which is 5.6? <coughs> which uh, for an IMDb score to be that low means it must be just awful. I mean and it's they not gave awful. 7.6 to Aquaman so yeah. 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 Um, so 5.6 is pretty low and especially compared to some of these other DC animated films that I think are terrible, have much higher rating. Yeah. But, um, so like the first, uh, 20 minutes of this movie or so, it is visually stunning. You're like, wow, this is really good. I'm enjoying this tale that's being woven in front of me. And as far as visual style, the only thing I can kind of compare it to is is to uh, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse where, well, that's a good comparison. Yeah. I mean like the visual style is really neat and you're like, Oh man, I I hope this is like a diamond in the rough kind of a thing that, that like no one has like heard of. And then the movie continues and you're like, Oh, so, so Batman gets transported back to ancient Japan and 
like whatever happens with time travel, for some reason, the, the Joker, Two-Face, the Penguin, they all get transported back in time too, but they get transported back in time further than Batman so that when Batman arrives in feudal Japan, the Joker is already established there uh, along with Catwoman and... <sighs> And it's like a good guy Catwoman, which is always confusing. Like, she knows who Bruce Wayne is. She knows that Bruce is Batman and all that. Spoiler alert, Bruce Wayne is Batman. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, so, like, it's, it's like one of those stories where, where she knows Bruce is Batman. Now, seeing uh, that, I, I've gotten so comfortable with it. I barely even remember Catwoman as a bad guy. Right. Well, she kind of she kind of goes traitorous in this a little bit to save her own skin, but it's like she's like a triple agent. Okay, yeah. So, Batman goes to fight the Joker almost immediately, and luckily his trusty Batmobile is there, and he's driving it through feudal Japan, and he fly, he's driving it towards the Joker's castle, which is on top of a hill. And it's like an old Japanese-style castle. It looks just like you would imagine an old Japanese castle would look. And the only thing I can really compare it to is, like, the float, the rolling cities of Mortal Engines. Oh. Because the Joker's castle comes to life. It turns into a giant robot that can walk around. And it's got hands. And it grabs the Batmobile and starts crushing it. So Batman hits the eject button and it turns into the Batwing. And he's flying around shooting the Joker's castle. And the castle grabs the Batwing and starts squeezing it and crushing it. So Batman hits the eject button and it turns into the Batcycle. And Batman's riding around on the Batcycle until the castle grabs it and starts squeezing it and crushing it. And Batman hits the eject button and he's riding the Bat Scooter and he's rolling it. Please tell me you're kidding. True. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> The the bat scooter did not happen, but, <laughs> uh, but good job. Then I can't funny. even take I can't take credit for that joke. That's from a, a guy at work who who's who made that joke. I'm, I'm and I can't remember who it was, but I want to think it was the big ticket that said it. But I'm not. Oh hell yeah, sure. big ticket! You get credit for that one. Um, you get an f- extra and, uh, preview corner today. Yeah. Uh, and so then, like, the Batman gets defeated by the Joker, and he goes home to lick his wounds. And and he's like standing on a hill looking at the Joker's castle. And he's like, I don't have any weapons. How can I fight the Joker? And I'm like, you're the goddamn Batman. You don't need weapons. Yeah, like, and make so, some if you need anything. You're resourceful. Exactly. You're trained in so everything. Then, so then uh, Nightwing and, and the rest of the gang show up. And, they're, and for some reason, they've been, I guess they've been there long enough so that the Robins all have weird monk haircuts wait hang on hang on a second so i I got because i got a question about all these people being sent there Uh were were they all hanging out in the bat cave at the same time or something what's the deal with everybody being there together i don't know it's not clear at all like like the like the robins and nightwing you can kind of imagine why they got sucked back because the the explosion happened at arkham asylum okay and they were all they were all there together yeah but why alfred (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like why is alfred there and that makes no sense and you get no answers maybe these are the reasons this doesn't have the best rating <laughs> yeah um and so then the the robins show up and they they help save batman from joker and 
and they're all on the hill together and Batman goes, we will train as the ninja do. <laughs> and because of, uh, because of their actions, they've attracted the, uh, a group of mercenaries or whatever who wear the Batman symbol. And they're like, we'll fight with you, Batman. And Batman's like, good. I'll need soldiers. And so they, uh, they begin to train together and it's, it's like this long montage of them training to learn how to fight for whatever reason. And, and then the rest of the movie is basically, um, it turns into Voltron, um, where the Joker has a giant castle that turns into a robot. So does gorilla Grodd. So does two Face. So does the penguin and gorilla Grodd's invention requires like, each one of the bad guys has a thing and he needs all five things together to make a bigger thing. I don't know. And, uh, and they all join together to create one great big monster robot. And Batman's just on a horse. <laughs> and he's just like, I guess we have to fight this robot. <laughs> and I'm going to be completely, dumb. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't remember how Batman wins, but yeah. he does. He does. And, and it's not very good. It's not very good at all. But it's definitely better than some. And visually, it's 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 pretty entertaining to watch. Um, especially the the anime style with the Batman characters. Uh, like Joker and Harley Quinn are pretty entertaining. Although the the storyline with them is pretty ridiculous because at one point um, he gets amnesia that he gives he gives himself amnesia. Oh, and he's like this. Yeah, that's a thing you can do. And. Uh, and him and Harley Quinn are like living this life as farmers. Like a lot of time passes on this thing where him and Harley Quinn are, are living as, as quiet farmers and Red Hood finds him. And basically he wants to execute him because the Red Hood, the, the Joker killed Jason Todd, who is the Red Hood back in the 80s. And um, which was for I the guess best. It, it was. And um, I guess in the 2000s, Jason Todd came back as the Red Hood, and he's kind of had a grudge against the Joker for killing his mom and blowing him up and hitting him with a crowbar. So Jason Todd wants to execute him in feudal Japan, and Batman's like, no, he doesn't even know who he is anymore. Let's let him go. And so they do. But the presence of Batman in the Joker brings the Joker's memories back to him immediately. So like he leaves, he leaves and the Joker just turns into the Joker again. And it's just ridiculous. Um, I know I say check it out, but you should totally watch it. <laughs> okay. Like, like you should totally watch it just for how ridiculous and how over the top it is. And then just for that sequence where he's like in the Batmobile and then the Batwing and then the Batcycle and it all gets destroyed in like a matter of 60 seconds. And then you're like, why did they even bother including it in the, in the movie? He didn't use it at all. Cause they had those yeah. ideas. Yeah. Batman Ninja, not very good, but. I'd say it's worth checking out just for a different kind of visual style. And after looking at the IMDb for it, uh, maybe try watching it with the Japanese voice actors. Not that the American voice actors did a poor job, but uh, it's a different bit of flavor for you. The end. Okay. All right. Um, well, I will. Uh, what should I do here first? Dumbo or or uh, Pet Cemetery? Let's go with uh, let's go with Dumbo. Cool. Um, 
Okay, so I uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for my review. I don't really remember this movie that well, um, <laughs> but I have lots of notes here. Um, but anyway, uh, commercials. So first is the commercial corner, and preview corner, corner is going to be kind of long because it's got two movies worth of previews in it. Um, uh-huh. I'll let you try to guess when I switch from the previews for Dumbo to the previews before pet cemetery (laughs) (laughs) okay you'll probably be able to guess um okay so uh so commercials though first there was a commercial for something called sprite limonade and isn't that what sprite is thank you that's exactly what i thought so i I was writing this down (laughs) on my phone i'm like with um lemon question mark so isn't isn't sprite lemon lime but with lemon um yeah no this apparently is sprite but they've added lemonade to it oh yeah so that exists so it's like sprite but more spritey um well and then and then i have a a commercial here that's uh i'm gonna be honest this this wasn't a commercial on the screen this is my own commercial um oh because i ate a a whole package of swedish fish just during the previews and Uh uh damn it swedish fish are good <laughs> they're so great, and and especially if they're just a little bit dry, which uh, they tend to be at the movie theater. So, uh, oh know. yeah, where they're like extra sticky kind of thing. Yeah, well, and a little like little like crunchy on the outside. Oh bit. yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I'll it's agree like with that. it's like how psychopaths like to eat peeps, and uh, they like them stale. Uh, uh, I like Swedish fish just a little bit stale. Um, so you know. just saying, anyone who likes peeps in general as a psychopath yes okay yeah. i don't disagree and they're then, disgusting <laughs> and then my next note says and then this is all in caps god damn it i'm so tired of this commercial uh it doesn't <laughs> say which commercial it is but based on my rage i think it must be the commercial where the people finish each other's sentences and say like these seats feel like sitting on popcorn hamburgers and, yeah it's just it's so tired of it um, yeah. my hatred of M&Ms continues to grow deeper. <laughs> uh, I noticed seeing a commercial with the, actually seeing like three commercials. This is something I've noticed before the movies right now too, is there are like, <coughs> pardon me, three different Coke commercials, three different M&M commercials. And, uh, well, and I guess that's it. It's mostly Coke and m M&M. Are these, uh, are these the commercials they show before they start showing trailers? Yeah. Like right before the trailers. Where they turn the lights down, but then they're like, ha, 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 just kidding. We're not going to do anything fun yet. Um, right. There was a commercial for Coke, which was interesting because I was just thinking about how all the products there are Coke products and how Coke's kind of an evil company that just like ruins the world and like steals water from places and how there are a bunch of cities in India that don't have clean water because all the water sources are going straight to Coca-Cola. And this commercial, you're not confusing. You sure you're not confusing Coke for Nestle? They might own them. I don't know. Um, But no, I, I, I I know that to be Coke. Um, But maybe Nestle does the same thing. But this commercial actually, like, as I was thinking that this commercial starts and it's Coke talking about how they want to keep water sources safe in America. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, look, uh, interesting. They're trying to address this problem. Uh, but then they like specified cities across America. I'm like, oh, okay. Sorry, India. Um, then there was a commercial, another commercial for Hellboy, 
with where it's not a preview, but it's the guy talking. And man, uh-huh. if you can't bother to deliver a line in a commercial for your movie, fuck you and your movie. I'm not going to bother with it. <laughs> you know, like you want me to go see your crap, then you can fucking, you're an actor. You can act in your commercial. And if you can't be Is bothered like to do the, uh... it, I can't be bothered to go. Is this like the Alita Battle Angel, Robert Rodriguez, James Cameron thing? Yeah. yeah. Where they're just like disinterested in front of a camera? Yep. The only thing I can think of, because it it must be at the very end of a long day that they ask them to do that. Because there's so much money at stake. And like you said, they're professional. They're professionals. Like... Well, you know, like Robert Rodriguez How and James Cameron so- and stuff, they're not actors, but this guy's an actor, and he's going to be right. acting in the movie where I have to watch his face for two hours, so no. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. All right. All right. Preview Corner, brought, All to, right. You brought by- to you by the big ticket. All right, big ticket. Here you go. Um, so first, we have a movie that I called, as it was playing, uh, Baby Tomb Raider, uh, but it turns out it's Dora the Explorer. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and 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 they specify in the preview that she's from the jungle. <laughs> Apparently, that's that's a place. There's just the jungle. Um, and in the preview, someone gets kidnapped, and there is a oh. Apparently, there's a chai monkey. I think this was supposed to say CGI monkey. Um, yeah. So uh, that. It looked like if you were, you know, someone with kids, it would be probably a more tolerable of the kids' movies. Movie, uh-huh. yeah. So that's all I got to say yeah, about I thought, that. I thought that looked pretty fun. Uh, like I never watched the Dora the Explorer show because it's for little kids, like 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 toddlers. Yeah. Um, and that's who this movie is aimed at: are the kids who were toddlers when Dora the Explorer oh, okay. was on. Who were toddlers so it's, then? Yeah, so it's okay. like aimed at like thirteen to seventeen year olds who were little kids, and they're now they're the kid. The character that they watched is like a teenager, but like she still acts. She, she still acts like she's that little girl character. So it looks it looks cute. Like it looks like a fun adventure. I like that idea of having something timed in such a way that like you can still grow up with it in different venues. Rather than yeah. being like 30 and then finally, you know, Transformers comes out. Um, and then it sucks. But anyway, uh, then there was a preview for a movie that I called Yeti in the Hood, which turned out to actually be titled Abominable. Um, and it is a animated movie in which a girl is trying to save a Yeti from a rich guy. Is this <clears throat> different than the Zach Galifianakis animated movie where he's a bigfoot looking for an abominable snowman um are you talking about the missing link i think so then yes (laughs) that's a movie called the missing link um i see yeah and then i saw yet another preview for uh oh crap what's it called now breakthrough the Christian propaganda movie. I don't know. I just really, really want this to be a um, like a, a catfish thing where people go to the uh-huh. movie and then at the end, after everybody in the movie's like, save our <coughs> save our son um, and and God and praying and all that, and then at the end of the movie when you're like super confident that God's gonna bring the kid back to life, he just dies. 
<laughs> Pretty sure that's a lesson happened though. Um, and then I saw a commercial for Shazam, which I, I uh-huh. am interested in seeing. Uh, it had Slim Shady music playing, and uh, this preview was different from the ones I've seen before, and it actually included more stuff that made it look funny and and fun. So I'm I'm not optimistic, but I'm more I'm less pessimistic than before. Um, uh-huh. Then I saw a preview for. Toy I'm still Story. excited about it. Everything uh, I've heard about it has been are. positive. So I've only heard one review, and I'm going to try to keep it that way till I see it. And it was kind of uh-huh. mixed. Like it was like, oh, it's a lot of fun, but there are some things that suck. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, that's you know, I mean, that's what I'm expecting. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I think it'll probably be a decent time, but you know, Aquaman. <laughs> Um, so then there, I saw a preview for Toy Story 4, and this one actually included a lot of the story, I think. Um, uh-huh. and it includes Woody is protecting a spork. I'll let that sink in. Yeah. And then they find, um, Bo Peep, who's looking very shiny. Like someone polished her before this movie. And then there are a bunch of creepy, creepy ass, uh, killer dummies. And that was the point that Matt was like, oh, maybe this is a horror movie. But, uh, <laughs> nope, it's, uh, it's Toy Story 4. I'll be there. Um, I'm sure it's going to be good. It looks, it looks interesting. Um, I like the idea of the, the spork. Um, like, from what I get from the trailer, the spork comes to life because the little girl that they belong to made it a toy makes it yeah made it a toy so it like brought life to it yeah and the thing does not want to exist yeah it's like it's like kill me right and, uh i was like that's kind of a, a dark but interesting uh thing but i don't know why woody's putting his neck out to save the spork so. <laughs> the, the spork i think i think the spork thing is just what ends up it's sort of a MacGuffin for the first half of the movie or something that gets Woody to the place that Bo Peep is where she yeah. is. And then it looks like it's kind of like she's trying to get Woody to stay where she is. And I mean, I don't know. This is the part of the movie that mm-hmm. I'd rather see the sport thing because the rest of it seems like another, just like the second movie and the third movie where there's a bad guy who wants them to like, turn yeah you know come yeah. on join us blah 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 call yeah. shit um yeah. and then i mean I, I like the idea of the of this to get back to the sport thing because like yeah. kids make toys out of anything right like my son has a favorite stick outside that looks just like all of his other sticks he has a lot of sticks and but like there's his favorite stick and that's his toy and i'm not allowed to throw that stick away huh so like it's, it'd be interesting, like, because, like, they try to bring their sticks and rocks into the house. Right. And I'm like, no sticks and rocks in the house. And I'm like, are they just outside shivering because it's nighttime and no one's looking at them? <laughs> are they, are the sticks and rocks leaned up against the window seeing us all warm inside? They're all outside hanging out listening to Randy Newman. <laughs> Randy Newman? Yeah. So they're all okay. night and day singing about what he sees. All right. Next preview. <laughs> um speaking of shitty cgi because remember two weeks ago or so i was talking with you about how cgi is not really trying anymore um aladdin oh yeah yeah 
So, uh, so it's 2019 now, and of the few things included in this preview that aren't already in the original Aladdin movie, there's a gay panic joke. I'm like, come on, fucking grow up. Give it yeah. the times. You know, Guy Ritchie is directing that too. Uh, I did not know that, but considering he seems to have gone downhill, that I guess that doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it looks it looks like a a like a Spanish soap opera. It yeah, it doesn't look very good. Even like just the quality wise, it looks off. It looks kind of yeah, cheap. Something it it does. It looks really cheap. You're right. Which is crazy because it's probably super expensive. So then I saw a preview for what a, a movie I started to call Friday the Thirteenth the series the movie. Um, but actually, <laughs> actually, I don't even know what it was called. It's an Annabelle movie, but I don't know what it was called. Um, and uh, I can't figure out the staying power of this franchise. I don't understand this Blumhouse group of movies uh, being as popular as they are. So there's that. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of those. The Annabelle movies or the ones that came before the Annabelle movies. I haven't seen any read of the them. The Conjuring. So, yeah. Um, and you may have was missed that? it, but that was where we turned the corner into the previews that were before Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's um, pretty good. And then I saw a preview for Big Ticket. You were getting your money's worth um, for a movie that I called Killer Superboy, and that is actually called oh, yeah. Brightburn. And this, oh, it's looks, oh, I thought it was called Birthright. No. Um, but it looks awesome. Like it does look awesome. It's yeah. like what if all the things that people worried Superman or Superboy was he actually was, you know, this kid who gets yeah. these powers cuz he came to Earth and just is is not doing good things with them and it looks awesome. And does. James Gunn's involved in that, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's actually I think it's actually two gun people. So does he have a brother? He does. Okay. Yeah. His so yeah, brother is working the, together uh, on it. Yeah. His brother usually works with him in the guardians movies. His brother is the guy that's still alive in guardians two at the end. He's like the guy on the ship. Oh, like the thin guy that's trying to use the arrow. Yeah. That's his brother. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, he was, he was pretty likable. Um, okay. Then there was another preview for Ma. And I don't have a lot to say about that except for that, like, when... So this is a movie where these kids start hanging out with the middle-aged African-American lady who says, like, come to my house if you want to do your drinking in a quiet place or whatever, where you won't get in trouble. Um, right. The one thing from the preview that, like, <laughs> made me go, what? Is that one of the kids voices some hesitation, <laughs> and he goes, well, we don't even know her. And, like, that is true. And that is a point, <laughs> but if uh -huh. but if I'm a teenager and some middle aged person is like, "Hey, come hang out at my house," my issue isn't that I don't know them; it's that they're not who I want to hang out with. I mean, right. kids don't go and find places to sneak off to to get drunk because they want to be around adults, right? Yeah, so that was weird. Um. Then there was a preview for a movie that 
I titled Space Shuttle Movie, but <laughs> and then I retitled Space Fucked Me Up, but is actually titled Lucy in the Sky, and it's got Natalie Portman in it, and I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> not a I've clue. Not, I haven't even heard of this. Um, it looks, and maybe part of this is because Natalie Portman's in it, but there's also this weird, there's some really weird imagery stuff. Um like almost like annihilation, like where they're just oh. like, "Hey, we're not going to follow the rules of like normal physics and stuff." Oh, this this looks a little weirder because like at one point Natalie Portman's like flying over things, like just her body, um, uh-huh. and she's like flying like she's in a dream or something. So I really don't know what that's. I don't know what it's about, but I'm curious. All right, okay. Then I saw a preview for Rocket Man, and all you need to know wow. about that is the kid from Kingsman is Elton John in that's yeah. that. Uh then there was a preview for Child's Play and it doesn't show Chucky. And then there was a commercial or a preview for scary stories to tell in the dark. And yeah. I got to say I can't wait for this movie. <laughs> but really? I'm also not expecting anything good. It's it's just that right. those books <laughs> and I bought them a few years ago cuz I had them when I was a kid, and I don't know where they went, but uh, I wanted to read them. Those stories oh. aren't that good. Uh, but, oh, right? Yeah. So it's it's all about the visuals, and mm-hmm. this thing has- the, the creepy drawings in those books? Yeah. Yeah. It's all the artwork. And yeah. um, that I keep wanting to say Benicio Del Toro. <clears throat> Guillermo Del Toro it has got his hands on this. So I don't know if he's directing it or producing it. I think he's directing it. And while I don't like him because his movies don't do anything for me, the one thing they do have to offer is awesome visuals. And this movie should be all about the visuals. So yeah, yeah. I saw the I saw the poster for that. I didn't watch the trailer. Watch I saw it. the poster, and it's the uh, it's got a girl looking in the mirror. Yeah. And she's got like a pimple on her face. Yeah. And that's like my favorite story from all the scary stories that tell in the dark. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh man, that's awesome. But if you click on the picture and it like gets bigger, you can see hey, spoiler alert for a 30 year old <laughs> series of books. Um, you can see like a leg coming through it. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you why would you spoil that part of the story? That's the whole point of that story is that you don't know what's on her face. I until she's taken that until she's taken that bath. Well, you know, all it seems like a lot of the stories are included in this movie. Like it seems like one of those things where people just die a different way all over the place and they must have just used uh-huh. the stories to do that. Um so maybe they were just like, "Hey, you know what? People know this story. Let's go ahead and show it." I mean, three pages yeah, i book, guess but but i mean you I mean, know they, if you didn't want it spoiled like, for you that that sucks but like with the um with the poster and the title scary stories to tell in the dark and it's like a girl with the pimple on her face i knew exactly what story they were telling and i was like oh that's awesome right. so I, I can only remember two or three of those stories and i had all three of those books there's yeah. like the the spider one and there's the the one where like a woman has like this scarf around her neck. Yeah. And she tells the guy, Don't I, I can't take the scarf off. You wouldn't like me without it. And like for years he's like trying to get her to take this damn scarf off. 
And then one night he just does it while she's sleeping and her head falls off. And, and while her head's rolling away, it just keeps saying, I told you you wouldn't like it. I told you you wouldn't like it. <laughs> That's the end of the story. I have nightmares about that. Well, I remember a lot of them, but I did get the books. I, without looking back through the books, I would say watch the preview because I will bet that a lot will come back to you just watching the preview. Kind of like when you watch trans, okay. uh, the, the Bumblebee movie. And you uh-huh. see the beginning with all the Transformers and you just recognize people that you didn't even know you remembered. Right. I, th- I think you'll have something like that here. Okay. Um, and it's, it's worth checking out. I think, I think you'll get more excited once you see that. Oh, so that marathon was that double sized preview corner. Yeah. That was a, that was a double stuffed or mega stuffed, whatever they have now cookie of previews. <clears throat> For Dumbo, <laughs> which if you've been listening to the show, <laughs> you know, I've never even seen the original. So, <laughs> so whatever. Uh, and Nick and I have been having a debate. It was a very short debate about whether or not Dumbo can fly throughout the movie. And uh-huh. I, having not seen it, was like, I think he can. And at the end, he finds out he can fly without a feather. Um, spoiler alert for Dumbo, this one, (laughs) um, (laughs) if they're the same at all, I was right. Uh, Okay. Yeah. He's flying all over this goddamn movie. He's, he's everywhere. Okay. Um, and sometimes in the stupidest moments, like when he's supposed to be grieving because his mom gets taken away and he's like, Hey, Uh I'm really sad. And the kids are like, Oh, poor Dumbo. He's so sad. I guess we should just leave him here by himself because he doesn't want us around. And then the elephant's like, oh, look, a feather. I want to fly. It's just uh, (laughs) stupid. Oh, so wait, he finds like random feathers and that's what makes him think he can fly? Well, you know what? I am pretty sure that in the cartoon imagery that I've seen, Dumbo just holds on to the feather with his trunk. In this movie, he, he breathes in the feather. It's like he eats the damn things. Oh, like he can't yeah, he fly just until he just snorts nose. it. Yeah, he's doing it like it's coke. He, he's oh. just snorting up feathers left and right in this. Oh. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Yeah, you were, you were talking about when his mom gets taken away. Yeah, is it? And I know you haven't seen the movie, but have you ever seen the most devastating song in all of Disney history, where his mom's in prison, but like trying to rock him to sleep? Do they do that in this movie with that sad song? Um, there's no singing in this movie. Um, there is music and I'm not sure if it's got any of the same melodies or not, but there is, um, some like trunk through the, uh, like train car doorway or windows. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's reaching down and and touching his trunk and stuff. So that's there. And Uh it, it feels like it should be sad, but it's, it's, it's not. (laughs) It's, <laughs> this the one of the problems I had with this movie is Dumbo, um, like the elephants, the CGI just it has his eyes being like extra big, uh-huh. and it uh, strangely enough, while that may be like oh we want him to look cartoony and adorable, I'm like it actually doesn't really work. It 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 sort of does some uncanny valley kind of stuff, and it it just it's kind of cold. 
Um, and I mean, this movie's a pretty mean movie anyway. I'm sure the original was. This one's like a Tim, it's a Tim Burton movie, so it's it's yeah. got that kind of cruelness to it. Um, but it's also just cold in that like nobody's very likable. Um, Colin Farrell is in this, and he lost his arm in a war. And it, 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 he asked me if it's relevant at all. Hey, yeah. Colin Farrell, I heard, loses his arm in the in Dumbo. Yeah, that's true. Is that uh, is that relevant to the story? No, no, it's not, Nick. Not at all. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Um, and uh, <laughs> if you want to see what I'm talking about with the CGI thing, just watch this movie and look at what they do with dust and smoke. Uh-huh. Uh, it has been figured out by now. It doesn't have to look like crap, but it does. Um, yeah. So some interesting things about this movie. Uh, there was no When You Wish Upon a Star music with the logo at the beginning. Um, Danny DeVito's in this mu- in this movie. And uh, while he's not likable, like the character's not exactly likable throughout the movie, um, the, the best scenes are any scene that has Danny DeVito in it. He's just a really mm-hmm. interesting actor who... He's just, he, he's so animated. And, and I mean, this is a partly animated movie, but like, it just, he's the coolest thing. So like even his, his voice at the beginning, like the movie hadn't really started yet, but he does some sort of voiceover stuff. And I'm like, man, his voice has weight. When you hear it, you're just like, oh, cool. Danny DeVito's talking. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what some of these notes mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> While Colin Farrell was away at the at the war, when he was at the war, uh, uh-huh. his wife and a bunch of people died of the flu. Um, this is World War One, by the way. This movie takes place in 2019. Uh, um, yeah. So, do um, does Dumbo have a talking mouse friend? No, there's none of that. Really, and, they get and, rid of that completely. Yep, and. He doesn't talk or anything himself, but good Lord, that does not change the fact that people talk to him as though they know that he can a hundred percent understand English. Like Uh it's, it's so weird. Um, do, um, do the other elephants talk or anything like, do any of the animals talk? There really aren't any other animals or uh, any other elephants in it. There's like his mom and that's about it. Um, Oh, there aren't many animals in the movie. There's one setting in this movie where there are animals. Um, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a zoo that's sort of in like a Disney World type of thing. Um, so you see a couple animals there for a second, but it's not, it's not a very animal centric movie. But Dumbo's on the screen a lot, so you see that. But like I said, he looks like crap. Um, Do they have the uh, racist crows? Nope. No racist crows, okay? Nope, they're not there either. Um, Well, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Michael Keaton's in this movie. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And he plays the guy who owns the evil Disney world that I was just talking about, which is kind of interesting that it's a Disney movie, and it seems to be kind of like, hey, go to a carnival, because theme parks are awful. Uh, Right. And Michael Keaton's just awful. He sucks in this movie. Uh, really? Yeah, like he's definitely doing his thing. Like I, I guess he's kind of having fun. It's it's there's some Beetlejuice in his character, but it's it's not good. 
and there's there's something about that like the movie wants to be i think a bit cartoon like like the fact that everybody does talk to dumbo as if he can understand them and there's this moment where michael keaton's like breaking a bunch of stuff but it's extremely cartoonish um yeah. and it just over the top but it does it like shades work. of him smashing up that room in Birdman? Uh, I just thought you were going to finish that sentence with Dumbo, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> uh, I've never seen Birdman, but yeah, he's just smashing stuff up in a room, mm-hmm. and um, it's it just it doesn't work though. There's it's like it wants to be fantastical, but it there's something about it, like it doesn't go far enough. Um, or it should have just stayed more grounded. Um, so it's it just, man, I'm still like the notes that I'm looking at here. I'm like, this is still from the first 15 minutes of the movie. Um, the flying, the flying elephant movie needed to be more grounded or that's gone. That's more fantastical. Well, I think honestly, with all the questions you're asking about the, the animals and talking and stuff. I think uh-huh. that would have been the way to go. I think they should have done well, like, like Babe or something like that would have been great. Well, like the 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 cartoon, all of the animals can talk. Yeah, like, uh, there's not really a whole lot of people talking. There, I mean, there is, and there and they play some very pivotal points. But like, there's like a whole herd of elephants <sighs> that they have, and all the other elephants are they're all women. And they're all so catty and mean. Like everyone in the movie is mean to Dumbo, right. except except for his mom and his friend the mouse. Yeah, and, no, that's like, not the case here. Uh, no, you've got a whole family of people. Like so, so here's the deal with Colin Farrell and his stupid kids. I mean, his kids. Um, there's he, <laughs> his wife died while he was gone. He comes back and he's like, "Oh, my wife really knew how to connect with the kids." And and I don't, and and someone even says to him at some point they're like, why don't you just listen to them? And he's and he's just acting like it's this mystery, <laughs> like, hey, you should probably just listen to your kids. I don't know what's wrong with my kids, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, just uh, you know, go ahead and talk to them, you idiot. Um, maybe maybe try talking. Yeah. Um, and it's and again, someone tells him that it's one of those things that should be applied in the movie, and even then, you should just be like. Wow, dude, just listen to them. But someone literally says it to him like 40 minutes into the movie and he doesn't hear it. Does do do Colin Farrell and his kids come together through the magic of the flying elephant? Um I guess. <laughs> Cuz it's not to say like the kids like the elephant enough to want to perform with it. It's there's no heart in this movie. There's no heart even in the kids. It's just it, it has no heart. The one thing it does have, though, is two guys, two different characters who have vendettas against elephants. One like, isn't in like the movie. Like elephant killed my father? You may as well be. May as well be. One of them like, just wants to abuse the elephants at the beginning, uh-huh. including Dumbo, of course. And then the other one is like, I just want to hunt elephants. Look at my elephant <laughs> shoes. I made them out of <laughs> elephants. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think, I think I've pretty much established 
as much as I need to about this movie. Oh, actually, no, no, no. There was one thing in this entire movie that was incredibly neat. And that is that they, uh, I guess, I I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. It's just that there is a scene in the movie. Um, It doesn't ruin anything with plot. But if you're wondering about the dancing elephant scene, like the nightmare thing. Oh, yeah, that's horrifying. They do that. They they actually Dumb, of, of all the things that Dumbo they, gets does he get drunk and all and and then he has like a hallucination? <clears throat> no, no, it's it's more like he's in a room where there's some lights flashing and stuff, and then they they it, it's part of the Disneyland thing. They sort of create this stuff out of it's actually made out of like bubbles and stuff, but it's definitely a throwback to that scene, and it's the coolest part of this whole movie, and it does not make it worth going to see. So. I mean, you know, don't get too excited. Uh, Why did you go? That's a good question. (laughs) I went because I wanted to go to the theater. And that was it. And there just wasn't (laughs) anything else to see. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. um, That's it. I I just wanted something to see. And I was like, all right, I'll go to this. And uh, it, it, it also was pretty boring and long. Yeah. Yeah. How long was it? Uh that's a good question. I'm gonna say like two hours, but it felt longer. Okay. Oh, and, and this is my, my big takeaway from this is that Tim Burton is is pretty much Guillermo del Toro. Um he's good at doing interesting looking things that mm-hmm. bore the hell out of me. That they just don't have interesting plots or anything. Yeah. Um yeah, there's some side characters that don't really do much either. Like there's one guy who's instead of animals, what they have are quote unquote circus freaks, you know, like mm-hmm. carnival people. And when they get involved in something in the movie and you're like, oh, cool, all of their quirks are going to be useful skills and whatnot for them to to play an important part here. Um, one of the guys has his big moment where he pushes a button with a cane and then someone else hands him another cane so he can push another button. (laughs) And that's it. This movie sucked. Yeah. I can't wait to see where it falls on your list. I, I can't either. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, and it's really actually, I've been on so many medications this week because I fought off Uh like, bronchitis and then some sort of throat swelling thing and whatnot. And then I cut my head with a tree. Um, but like, uh-huh. I just reading these notes, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's all coming back to me. But like, really <laughs> had you stopped me earlier this week and gone, how was Dumbo? I probably would have been like, I don't know. I think it was all right. <laughs> it There's wasn't all right at all. That I had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that was, that was Dumbo, um, and a huge preview corner. So, Thanks for the time. <laughs> what else did you see, Nick? Um, so uh, the other animated movie that I watched this week yeah. was called Justice League versus the Fatal Five. And this was directed by Sam Liu, the guy who makes the bad Justice League movies. Oh. And, uh, and this one wasn't terrible. Uh, I'll give it that. It wasn't terrible. It was just kind of boring. Gotcha. Um, so the, 
the premise of this is it uh I think it takes place in the same universe as the Justice League TV show. Mm-hmm. Um because it has Kevin Conroy as Batman and George Newberg or whatever his name is as Superman. Okay, nice. And um so I'm like, oh, I'm on board with all of this. But then they've got all these other Justice League people there. Um, they have a character called Miss Martian, who's Martian Manhunter, but like a young girl or a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, okay. And then there's this other guy who I keep calling Mr. Fantastic, but that's not his name because that's a Marvel guy. Mr. Terrific, who who is like... I guess supposed to be cyborg or something. He's not cyborg, um, but he's got like a big T on his face and and he's an African-American gentleman, but he has this big gray uh, T on his face. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, is this an actual guy? Yeah. I, I thought he's like the red tornado or something. Oh, they just refer to him as Mr. Terrific. And he's like really good at science, and he's got like these magic floaty balls that he can that go under his feet and he can fly around on them and and like all of the balls have tea on them and he can like direct them with his mind and i'm like this character sucks uh but like the main character of the of the movie is a green lantern who isn't like john johns or whatever his name is or john or johns the guy. Is martian manhunter Okay. Um, it's not the black Green Lantern guy, and it's not the white Green Lantern guy. It's some girl oh. who, yeah, and she becomes Green Lantern. She becomes a Green Lantern because the regular Green Lantern is off planet fighting some war somewhere with a bunch of other Green Lanterns. And so this they the ring comes to this girl who is fighting crippling depression and <laughs> and and I want to say post traumatic stress what yeah like she's really messed up and she does not want this responsibility at all and wonder woman like calls her I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt for just a second and say folks out there who might be suffering from uh, depression or PTSD Nick's not implying that you're messed up you can be helped just you know, go seek a therapist. You'll be good. Anyway, keep going, Nick. Yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't trying to imply that people who have mental health issues are messed up. I was just saying that this girl's got issues and, uh, and she doesn't want to, she doesn't want, she doesn't want any of this. Yeah. And then like wonder woman calls her on her ring, which is in like her backpack while she's at her therapists and she doesn't take the call. So wonder woman shows up outside her therapist's office and oh, is like, why aren't you answering against HIPAA? <laughs> she's like, why aren't you answering our calls? And she's like, I don't want to. And she goes, you have responsibilities and then proceeds to attack her. What? Um, like physically? Yeah. She like, yeah, she starts attacking her so that she'll put the ring on to defend herself as like a green lantern. And so like she puts the ring on and like fends off wonder woman and wonder woman's like, you look like you have things well in hand to me. And I'm like, that's not how mental health works. No, that's, you know, this girl has some deep set emotional issues and you're trying to force her into being a crime fighter and, and all this says women, women empowerment, like forcing someone's hand. Right. And, uh, so the, 
the plot of this movie outside of the 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 female green lantern is it starts a thousand years in the future and and it it has these characters that I'm pretty sure were in an episode of Justice League because one of them looks like Brainiac uh-huh. and but like he's like a good guy and they're they're in the future and there's like these good guy superheroes fighting these bad guy superheroes. The bad guy superheroes get defeated or, or half of them get defeated and the, the, the good guys are like, well, where can we put them that they won't be rescued? And the guy goes, I know, we'll lock them in the past. So they go to their time machine and they, they take them back to present day and they, they put the two super powered bad guys in prison on the green lanterns home world. It's really confusing and it makes no sense. So the, the rest of the bad guys. So like two of the five bad guys are in jail the other three steal a time machine and go back in time. And as they're going back in time, a character named star boy. Uh. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> okay. Who also is suffering from mental, uh, uh I don't want to say instability, but he's got issues too. And, uh, he like tries to stop them and he gets sucked into the past too. And because of what he does, Oh God, it's complicated because of what he does for 10 months. He basically goes to Arkham Asylum because he comes back to the past and he doesn't have his special antidepressants uh, that help keep his mind right. And so he kind of like loses his memory and he becomes like real all over the place with his thoughts. But he makes best friends with Harvey Two-Face, which is fun. Uh, Of course. Him and Two-Face are good friends. And then uh, and then. And then we go to Superman and Mr. Fantastic who are like trying to open the time machine that that crashed on Earth because they don't know what it is. And uh, Mr. Fantastic figure or Mr. Terrific figures out a way to open it and out come these three bad guys. And one of them has an axe and he slices Superman with it and it like spills his guts out. What? <laughs> yeah. And and so like later after they've all recovered from from their first bout with the rest of the Fateful 5, the one guy's like his blade was so sharp it was able it was like 1 micron thick, able to cut through Superman's stomach. And I'm like that's not how Superman works. <laughs> he also recovers like within an hour. Do you, He's like Do you like see his guts come out? No, but there's like a ton of blood. Oh, there's like okay. a ton of blood. Um, so, so you think that that's going to matter that this guy has a, has a weapon. Hey Matt, ask me if it, ask me if it's going to matter that Superman's able to be cut in half. Wait, oh my God, that guy has a weapon that can cut Superman in half. That seems really important. Is it relevant? Uh No, it's not. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't come up again. What a waste. Yeah. So basically, they came the bad guys come back in time to get the female green lantern so that she can set free the other bad guys in the green lantern jail uh-huh. and long story short she does she she sets them free after um giving in to these like terrorists yeah um because they start blowing up metropolis and superman can only catch so many falling buildings he's only one man True. 
Like, like at one point they blow out the base of this, this skyscraper and it's just falling over and Superman catches it uh-huh. and he's just like, he's like straining against all of eternity to hold this building up and Wonder Woman just floats by like right next to him and he looks at her and he goes, I've got this and another building starts falling down and so she goes to go stop that building from falling over and I'm like, can Ugh. she fly? Yeah. Wonder Woman can fly in the show. And, and in this movie, she can fly. But it's unclear if she can fly in the Wonder Woman movie, which is one of the problems I have with that, is that her powers are not clear. Uh, Why does she need a jet if she can fly? Excellent question. Excellent question. Why does it need to be invisible? Although they bring that up in the show. In the show, she like she like captures it from somebody, and it can just turn invisible. And she's like, well, I've got this now. Oh, Okay. Yeah. And then there's like there's this one part where where they're all flying in their Justice League plane, even Wonder Woman and Superman and this Martian Manhunter girl. Um they're all flying inside the plane and the bad guys blow it apart and Superman just kind of sits in his seat for a while while the plane's like falling. He just like sits there and he goes, oh, I guess I'll get out of my seat. And then he starts, he engages with the enemy. But um, yeah. So anyway, the movie continues with uh, the bad guys all get free um, and they, they go to, they're, they're on the, the Green Lantern home world and they, they take all of the power out of the Green Lantern super battery. And this gets into all like the Green Lantern nonsense that I can't stand. Yeah. With, like the, the, like you have to charge your ring. You have to say that chant, like the in darkest yeah, day and goofy. blackest night. And, and like, I can't stand any of that Green Lantern stuff. <laughs> and so they steal all of the Green Lantern power and put it into this one woman's, like she's got this eyeball that like is super powerful and kills all these people in her head. And so no, it floats next to her. Oh yeah. And so she sends, she says, Oh, I have an idea. I know how we can be unstoppable in the future. Uh Let's destroy the, let's destroy the sun. Oh yeah. She's like, if we destroy the sun now, everyone dies and we'll have the future all to ourselves. And I'm like, your future still involves earth. You're you're still on earth in the future. Like if you blow (laughs) up the sun, if you blow up the sun a thousand years ago in the thousand years in the future, the sun is still gone. That's going to be a problem. Like you didn't think this through anyway. She, she launches the eyeball at the sun and Superman goes after it to try and stop it. And he's like, Oh, first of all, here's, here's one thing. And I'm going to nerd out. I'm going to nerd out. Um, she launches it at the sun and then she turns to the justice league who are incapacitated. And she says in three minutes, everything will be gone. And I'm go and and the first thing I thought of is it takes light seven minutes to get from the sun to the earth. This eyeball is not going faster than the speed of light, <laughs> let alone twice the speed of light. And uh, and so, long story short, the, the Green Lantern girl shows up. She she's all of a sudden super powered and defeats the entire Fateful Five single handedly. Superman gets up and goes after goes after the the eyeball thing to try and stop it and then uh star boy's like 
hey, I, I I need to be the one who stops that. And she goes, okay. And basically he, he jumps into the sun to save the world. And that's how it ends. And uh, it's not very good. It's not the worst thing that they've put out. Uh, the voice acting in this one was was tolerable. It didn't do that stop and start that I can't stand in, in some right. of the other ones. Yeah, and the, it's always good to hear Kevin Conroy as Batman and, and the George Newberg as Superman. Like those, those guys are my favorites. Yep. And um, I believe the Wonder Woman voice is the same as the cartoon as well, but I'm I'm not entirely sure. But like the character choices, like like literal literal ch- characters, like why do they have this? teenage martian manhunter character unless she was introduced in a in a movie that i didn't see um like why why introduce her and like why not use cyborg instead of mr terrific you know like like you have a character who already does that don't throw this new guy in oh they're probably just trying to see if they can like make a few other characters popular. I mean, DC's still trying to catch up with Marvel on things. So if they yeah, get some I more guess. characters popular, then that means but like they the, the, make like, <laughs> a bigger Justice League movie or something. Like, for some reason, like, the Miss Martian character is, uh, she's like a Justice League trainee. Yeah. Like, she's not a full-fledged member yet, but she's, like, partnered up with Batman. So wherever Batman goes, she goes. Oh, yeah. Batman's he, like, he, he's not the kind of guy that would mind that at all. Right. And he like makes a comment to her about he's like, I don't like being saddled up with teenagers oh, okay. and she can and she can shapeshift and she shapeshifts into Robin. Nice. And he just goes uh, point taken. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's that's clever and all. But like, what? Why is this character here? We already have a Martian Manhunter. Why do we need a, a younger, sexier version of him? You know, like what a waste. <laughs> You know, you don't have to, you don't have to re, you don't have to introduce new characters. It's like how, it's like how Flash's sidekick is Kid Flash, which is like, right. Like, like give me a new character, you know, don't just give me the same thing, but like with an attitude or don't even add anybody, but come up with a new story. Cause I gotta say like, as you even like, maybe we're two minutes into talking about this. I'm like, I feel like I've already heard this story a hundred times time yeah. travel and like you know like, like even the other story you were saying like oh yeah they time travel back to japan and i'm like okay well that happens all the time so whatever mm-hmm. you know like yeah. just come up with some good stories yeah it's it's, it's not that hard <laughs> right i mean even if you were to just take a story that wasn't a superhero story and just be like we 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 decided that we're gonna do something along the lines of uh of and uh, let's say uh, American beauty, <laughs> but we're going to put Batman uh-huh. in it. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. That I, now I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he, is he involved in the lives of Kevin Spacey or is the Batman just exist in the same universe? Um, you know, I think it could go either way. You, you could have a, he lives on that same street and um, you know, he's like, he jogs with uh, the guy from Quantum Leap too. Um, oh, I know the kid. The kid next door who's like really into the videotaping of stuff. Yeah, he gets footage of Batman in action. See, we're all writing already writing a better story <laughs> than any of these movies. So yeah, just come up with a new story, people. All right, are we? Are we? Is that the end of that one? Oh yeah, very done. Okay, so I guess I'll go to Pet Cemetery. 
Uh, why don't we save Pet Cemetery for the end? Okay. I'd uh, love to hear about the mummy. Oh well, here's what I got to say about that. It, uh-huh. It's better than Aquaman. Is it really? That's that's my review. That's all you got. I I don't really have much to say about this, honestly. <clears throat> pardon me. Um. So all right, so Tom Cruise is in this, and he's actually the, Tom Cruise is super miscast in this role. Like he he doesn't fit it. It's it's uh-huh. not. It's not so extremely far off that, you know, like if you were to say, oh, well, they had three other people in line and everyone quit and they needed someone quickly. So somehow they got a hold of Tom Cruise. Fine. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I mean, from my understanding, he had a big say in some of how this movie was made and like how much he was in it and stuff. And yeah. it just, it's, it's not for him. It's definitely for somebody younger. Um, Someone quirkier, like maybe like a, like a Chris Pratt, like Chris Pratt fits in this role a heck of a lot better than he does. Um, really? And I don't know. They discover some Egyptian crap underneath a city. He's more or less a thief. Um, like he's, he's actually, I think part of, um, the army, but he steals stuff and sells it on the black market. And whatever, he's trying to steal something here. And then the mummy gets out, and that's the rest of the movie. <laughs> and Russell Crowe's in it as Dr. Jekyll, um, because this was originally supposed to be the beginning of the whole dark universe with all the monsters uh-huh. from Universal Properties. Um, yeah. But since it bombed, that's it's not going to happen. Um, I I got to say, like honestly... I wouldn't recommend this to most people, but next time you and Jill are looking for something mindless to watch, honestly, I'd say do it. Like this is okay. a, this is a, a, a. I thought this movie was just going to be god awful, and it is bad. But at the end of the movie, and I wasn't even like doing other things. Karina and I just were like, oh, let's let's turn that on, um, and just kind of like, oh, this this isn't good at all. But it's nowhere near as bad as I was expecting. Um, was it fun to watch it all? No. Like not, as far not, as mindless fun? It was very, very mindless. Um, it wasn't a lot of fun for me. But I do think, like, if you were saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, Sunday afternoon, you're just there. <laughs> and you don't have any ambitions at all. And mm-hmm. you just want something to watch and sort of laugh at. It's not funny, but you could, you and Jill could enjoy it. I'll leave it at that. I'm not, rec- listeners, I'm not recommending this to you. Don't watch it. Nick, uh-huh. you watch it. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch anything with Tom Cruise. So. Check it out. Yeah. I'll check it out. All right. So um, we'll get to Pet Cemetery later. Um, <clears throat> that was it. All right. So I'll talk about the movie Creep now. Yeah. Uh, so creep from 2014, which is much further away than I thought it was when I first saw 2014, I was like, Oh, that's like two years ago. Um, it was, uh, directed by Patrick Bryce and it stars Mark Duplass and Patrick Price. Did I say Bryce with a B? And, um, those are the only two people in the movie are these two characters. 
And um, so I was recommended this movie by you. Yeah. And uh, to give a brief overview of it, um, because from I guess from <laughs> I guess from Justice League on this this episode is spoilers because I just ruined all of Justice League without a spoiler warning. But um, uh, I'm going to I'm going to spoil this movie because Matt and I have seen it. I would recommend you check it out. It's a quick hour and 15 minutes. And, uh, it's a, it's a, a fun little thriller, um, to the point where I, if I had more time, I was going to watch creep Two uh, today as well, but I just didn't have another hour and 15 minutes, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, the plot of the movie is, uh, this, this videographer guy gets like a Craigslist call or whatever. And, uh, it's to record Mark Duplass, who says he's dying of cancer and he, he wants to make a video like, uh, what Michael Keaton does, which is funny because he was in Dumbo, uh, what Michael Keaton does in the movie, my life, which is he like makes a video for his son because he's going to be dead when the kid is around. Um, and so like the camera guy's like, uh, okay. And he's getting like a thousand dollars. And, uh, that'll be, that'll be his day. And then a bunch of wacky stuff starts to happen. And, uh, so cringy. So, uh, so that's creep. If you don't want to uh, be spoiled or the, the movie to be spoiled for you, I would recommend turning the show off now and picking it up later. All right, Matt, I really enjoyed this. I'm glad you did. Um, it was definitely very uncomfortable to watch. Oh, it's like, so I kept, cringy. I, I kept like looking away. Like I kept hitting the button. I, I watched it on my tablet while my twins were sleeping on me. And, uh, <laughs> and like, I kept hitting the button that shows how much time is left because I was like, Oh, I don't want to be with this guy anymore. Uh, <laughs> not, not cause it's bad in any way, but because it's, it's, it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, uh, I like, after I got done watching the movie, I read a review and, um, the review said that it's supposed to be part comedy and, and part horror movie. And I'm like, there's no comedy in this. This movie wasn't funny at all. There were a couple of light moments, but, but no moments of comedy, but like, apparently it was shot like all the dialogue or most of the dialogue is all improvised. Really? Yeah, wow. and uh, I thought I thought that was pretty interesting, especially for like the the two actors. I guess they had like a main story that they had to kind of stick to, but but when they're when they're sitting around and they and like that one scene when they're in the restaurant and the guy's like, "Tell me something embarrassing about yourself," and he tells the story about him peeing his pants. I guess he just made that up. Um, so uh, I I I really enjoyed this movie. I can't, I can't wait to watch the sequel. Uh, and then I guess there are plans for a third movie, which which leads me to believe that he's still alive after the second movie. But uh, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I don't I don't want to watch how to again. react to finding out that there's going to be a third one. But I'll I'll watch the second one. And you'll see what I mean. Okay. Um, the uh, like I I don't want to watch it again but I want to watch my wife watch it. Right. Right. That's like, I, I understand that a lot. Cause I'm, I'm like so excited that you watched it. So it's kind of a, it's a special little movie, you know, like that. Yeah. There aren't many that are like that. I mean, you get like 
some Wes Anderson things that are pretty awkward, but this is a whole different brand. This is like, this is like weird awkward. <coughs> well, and then, oh. you know, since you, since you said spoiler alert, when he uh-huh. kills the guy at the end. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I rewound that and watched it like two more times. I did too. Like there's something about it where I'm like sort of in disbelief. I'm like, uh-huh. did that just happen? <laughs> like, yeah, I knew it was coming, but at the same time, huh? I want to know how they shot that. Like, like they shot that perfectly. Like, like, like he just picks up that ax and brings it down on his head. Yeah. And it's just like, it looks like he really hit that dude in the head with an ax. Yeah. Except for the fact that like, I, though I read one comment, like, or maybe it was in the, imdb trivia or whatever where like if you really did that to someone blood would shoot out all over the place and i'm like whatever trivia guy um and uh and so uh and so like like he hits him in the head with it and he just falls over and then and then he just kind of runs away i'm like how perfect was that um it was stupid that that guy did that that he that he went there uh at all and like and like I agree, I agree with Mark Duplass's character, where where after afterwards, um, he's talking to the Mark Duplass is talking to the camera, and he says, "I don't know why you would just look at the water. Why wouldn't you look behind you?" And I'm like, I agree, I completely agree. Why wouldn't you look behind you? <laughs> Especially when a crazed maniac is supposed to be meeting right, you there, right? And he. He puts on that peaches mask or patches, what whatever the the werewolf's the werewolf, name is. Yeah. He, he like pulls the mask out of his trench coat and puts it on, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna try and scare him, is like it, like he's done all movie. Is it peach fuzz? Peach fuzz. That's it. Yeah, perfect. And uh, and so he, I'm like, oh, he's gonna like sneak up on and scare him, and then he pulls like an axe out, and you're like. Oh my god! And the shot is so far away, but everything that happens is so crystal clear. Mm-hmm. It's highly effective, really effective. Um, and I also, I also like how the movie keeps changing um, perspective. Like uh, at that, at that part where they can, conf- where he confronts him, where he's like, "Let me out of the house." Oh yeah, give me the keys, and like they have that fight, and then the camera, the next shot is it like the camera goes black and then the next shot is of the Mark Duplass guy bringing these like supposedly heavy garbage bags up a hill and he starts digging a hole and you're like, Oh, he killed him and he's burying him. And then it cuts to just being a shot of the camera guy who has received the DVD from Mark Duplass's character. Uh And you're like, Oh, that was, that was great visual storytelling where like, I had no idea where I was and uh, it it really kept you on your toes. Yeah. And and it allows the, the um, found footage sort of quality of the movie to not just be, (coughs) sorry, um, not just be so it doesn't get stale static. Yeah. And, and yeah. And annoying when it's like forced and fake and weird. Yeah. And then, and then at the end when, uh, at the end when he takes, when, when Mark Duplass has the camera and, and he's just watching his killing of the dude over and over again. Yeah. Um, 
I was like, oh man, that's great. And then he, he like walks to his little cabinet and he has like a ton of, a ton of these things. Yeah. Like, he's just killed so many people. And like, I was like, this is great. This is great. And it's so quick too. Like an hour 15, how perfect of a, a running time. It's exactly the right amount of time for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Any longer, it would have like felt dragged out and, uh, any shorter, I could have gone with shorter, but like, I get it. Um, it, yeah. Even if you were to edit it down, it's not like the length that is feels like any of its padding. Yeah. Um, even the first, like the movie's all jump scares basically, but like that first jump scare got me. It got me so bad when, where he's in his car and, uh, and he's like waiting for the person to come home. And the guy and Mark Duplass just shows up in his window. Mm. That made me jump like really hard. And my twins were like almost jostled awake. So uh, a bunch of the jump scares got me. Not all of them, but 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 a bunch of them did. Uh, I'm I'm really glad you liked it. Yeah, I am, too, because, you know, I like liking things. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, creep. Uh check check it out if you if you're if you're in the mood for something creepy and like the whole time i'm watching the movie i'm like this dude is such a creep like the first thing the first thing he has the camera guy do with him is to go up to the bathroom where he takes a bath right and and he's like i you know i just want to pretend what it's like to take a bath with my son and and like like I can feel myself in the position of the camera guy where I'm like, what the F is going on? What, why am I here? And all I could think is at least I got paid in advance. Like, cause like the first thing Mark Duplass does is give him the money. Yeah. And, and so I'm like, at least I already got paid. So yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. Uh, check it out. Yeah. I mean, I like, can't emphasize enough how just it's just not like any other movie so you know uh, listeners you might not enjoy it but do check it out it's worth it yeah it's not it's not an enjoyable movie to watch it's very very uncomfortable the entire time and and honestly like i like i already said but like it it like the fact that you just keep saying this guy is such a creep and then stuff starts getting stuff starts getting more and more uh severe yeah um it's, and like the, like, it's oh, just keeps up in the ante a little bit at a time yeah and you're like oh man um i am not comfortable um the 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 one problem that i did have with the movie is i don't like when um as far as a found footage kind of film like the the main character goes back to his house and then the Mark Duplass guy starts like stalking him basically. Yeah. How the main character just starts talking to the camera. But they kind of set that up a little bit at the beginning where he's like talking to the camera. So I don't know. Yeah. I I I forgot about that, but yeah, that's a little it's a little contrived then. It's a, yeah, there but I I get it. They're, you're just moving the story along. I remember when I saw it um I was going to say the first time I've only seen it once, but when I saw it that uh, I didn't dig that a whole lot right then, but then the end of the movie happened and I was like, well, whatever, <laughs> you know, just kind of yeah. who cares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Creep check. Definitely a, a recommend. Yeah. And then you saw pet cemetery. Yeah. So pet cemetery, 
as everybody probably knows, is a remake of a movie based on a book by Stephen King. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you some of the the n- n- kind of comments and notes and stuff I have here, but I'll, tr- I'll try not to spoil uh-huh. anything. Um, you but, can spoil it. I don't care. Well, I'll, I'll try not to to too much. It's it's not something I'm really going to recommend, but it might be something you see at uh-huh. some point. Um, starts at the end, you know, like the, one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, so this is a scene from the end of the movie. Um, and I will spoil this. There's a house on fire. At the end of the movie, that house is also on fire. And this is either how bored I was or how badly this was done. I have no idea how that house caught on fire. Not oh. not a clue. Like, I was there watching that scene again going, why is this house on fire? I just watched the whole movie explaining up to this point, and I don't know. Um but then I, you know, it's two minutes into the movie, and my first note then is, I hate this guy's face. <laughs> I don't know if you remember me saying this from when we saw, what, Spider-Man Homecoming or something, and there was a preview for this before it. But I was just like, this guy should not be, oh, it was Aquaman. I was like, this guy should not be in movies. He just, I mean, I don't mean to objectify everybody or anything, but he just does not look like a movie actor. He looks like the like B string, you know, like the stand in and I can't stand his face. Um, and then the movie starts and there's a girl and she uh, steps on a beehive and gets stung by oh. one bee that you oh. never see. And she doesn't cry. And and there are no more Keep bees. Expecting another rhyme here. No, nope. <laughs> there are no more bees. So it, it, I know this sounds like a stupid little thing that I'm pointing out here, but a kid steps on a hive of bees. There's only one bee that comes out. It stings her. She uh-huh. doesn't cry. She's not hurt. She's not complaining. And, and that's the way this movie is, where it just doesn't seem to really care about hey, Matt. being good. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Does, that, does the bee thing ever come back in the movie? Oh, no. Of course not. <laughs> Oh, and then my next note. <clears throat> God damn it. I hate this guy's stupid face. <laughs> Do you know what the actor's name is? Uh, you know what? No, I don't. I might I'm going to look up his Patrick picture while something. you're talking. All right. Um, you'll need to keep it up for when I point something out later. Um, and then there's a couple who's debating about heaven and whether or not they believe in it. And uh, it's as if the wife is surprised after 10 years of being together, at least 10 years, because their daughter's like nine. uh, She's surprised that her husband doesn't believe in heaven. Oh, yeah, this guy. (laughs) What's his name? Jason Clark. Jason Clark, your face sucks. Anyway. He's in Zero Dark Thirty, but I liked him in that. Well, and then there are terrible some terrible effects in this movie. Like there's a guy who's got this huge head wound and um, you know how in Terminator two, which came out in like 1992 um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had some of his face ripped off and you could see the robotic face underneath. Uh And it probably was practical effects that were stuck on his face, but it didn't seem like it was sticking out. It looked correct. 
Yeah. You know, it didn't look like someone glued a robot thing to his face and went, oh, that's supposed to be on the inside. Just pretend it's not sticking out. There's someone in this uh-huh. movie who has a head wound, and it's a really skinny guy. And they just stuck a bunch of stuff on the outside of his head. So it's like part of his head's supposed to be missing, but instead it's bigger than the rest of his head. And again, this is about how this movie was done. They just didn't seem to care. Um, and then the guy goes home and he's got blood all over his clothes. Oh, because he's a doctor. And he dealt with this guy with the head wound. And he's just wearing bloody clothes. His wife comes out. She's like, hey, what happened there? And he's like, oh, this, is, this isn't my blood. This is the blood of somebody else. I just didn't wash it off yet. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And then they find out they, they've uh, bought a new house. That's where they are now. They're in the woods in this new house. And at some point, <coughs> pardon me, they're like, they're talking to the guy next door, Judd, this time played by John, uh, not John Malkovic, uh, John uh, Lithgow. Lithgow, yeah, right. And they're talking to Judd and they're like, hey, by the way, next door neighbor, we apparently bought 50 acres worth of land. Do you know how far back the property goes? I'm like, well, I've got two questions here. One, Uh how the hell did you buy 50 acres of land and not know it? And two, why are you asking how far it goes back? It goes back 50 acres worth, you idiots. You just said that. So anyway, there's that. And this, again, this is just kind of the way this movie's done. It's just so half-assed. And then, like, the husband... And and the way I'm telling you this is... Partly to kind of reflect the way this movie is, it's very choppy. Like it's it, it's <coughs> pardon me. It's like they wanted to include a zillion things, um, and so everything's on fast forward, even though the movie still feels slow. Um, so there's a point where the husband's like, "Hey, you know, we need to talk to our daughter about death and stuff," and she's like, "I don't want to talk about it." And he's like, "Well, why don't you open up to me?" And it's clearly like it's been an ongoing thing. And so then she just does. And she just like tells him this whole story about like everything that were to happen or had happened to her as a kid. I'm like, this is weird. You know, like there's not Uh a lot of pleading or anything. It's just like, how come you never talk to me about your traumatic past? Oh, I'm sorry. Here, let me tell you all about it. (laughs) I know we've been together for 10 years. I didn't realize you wanted to know. Um, so anyway, uh, he goes, this guy goes out in the woods. Their cat gets hit by a truck. A uh, guy goes out in the woods with uh, John Apatow. No, that's not right. John Lithgow. And, uh, and, and, and John Lithgow's like, they're, he starts climbing up this huge thing of sticks. And he's like, come with me. I know exactly where to step. And then he just goes up this thing without turning around to help the guy at all. Uh, uh-huh. It's just, it's just weird. Again, nothing really is, taken into consideration whether it makes sense or not. Uh, my next note is all in caps and it says stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Oh man. Um, there is a thing that, oh, man, you know, I know I'm not really going to recommend this very hard to many people, but I will say this. If you're interested in it, seeing it at all, don't look at newer previews for this because there is something that's changed in the movie and it allows some things to be different from the original. Um, uh-huh. But one of the previews spoils that stuff. So, you know, 
just an, an avoid them if you're thinking about seeing this. Um, okay. The next note said, man, I didn't even, boy, I do not remember. Um, next note says, it's like the movie is trying to taunt me with how stupid his face is. <laughs> and then, and then I had a revelation about this man's stupid face. It was the next note. And it says, Tucker Carlson. With like six exclamation points. Oh, That's yeah, why that. I hate his face so much. He reminds me of Tucker Carlson. I'll give you that. He's like a, he's the Hollywood version of Tucker Carlson. No, he's the Lifetime movie version of Tucker Carlson, <laughs> who somehow got into Hollywood movies. And that's what this movie feels like. It doesn't feel like a real movie. It feels like a, like a Lifetime movie version of, of something. Now, that all changes a bit around an hour and 15 minutes into this hour and 40-minute movie, because it actually starts to get good towards the end. The third act of this movie is pretty decent. Um, and I think, like, there's... N- if I were to do, if I were to take this movie and like go, hey guys, before we release this, let's redo it. Like, let's edit this and change it a bit. I would probably not make it longer um, you would have to, if you wanted to include all the plot lines that are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd probably be better just to take out some of the plot lines and not try to do so many different things. Um, and if, <coughs> if they had done that, I think this actually could have been a pretty good movie. Um, it just, it, it, it falls flat. You know, they, they might've made, it's like some people were trying to make a good effort at it, but somebody got lazy and it just doesn't end up feeling like a real movie. So I yeah. don't exactly recommend this. I will say this much. If you liked the first one enough to be interested in seeing a different version of it, go see it because this is better than the original. Is it? Yes. Yeah, d- d- definitively. I have no problem at all saying that. Um, wow. They don't use John Lithgow to his abilities. Like th- He doesn't have as much to do as they really could have given him. Um, and and this isn't John Lithgow's fault, but he's not as compelling as the guy, you know, Herman Munster, who, uh-huh. who played Judd in the original. But yeah. everything else about this movie is better than the original. Oh. And the kid that played the kid that died in the first one and the kid that plays the kid that dies in this one are pretty different in their acting style and the lines that they're given. Um, it's, it's, it's a pretty different character in some ways. And I would say that this works as well. It's just different, but it works just yeah. as well. So, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you did like the first one at all, then you should go see it actually. I mean, I saw it when I was 12 and thought it was awesome. Oh, but, but like, I'm aware of it. (laughs) I'm aware. I'm aware of it. Like of, of enjoying it as a 12 year old. Yeah. Like, 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 isn't the main character, the guy from wings? (coughs) Oh, is it? I don't I know. So. And I, he was the voice of uh, Superman in the Superman TV show. I know that one of the guys from Wings is in the made-for-TV version of The Shining. Yeah, that's also true. That's also true. That's also true. 
um but yeah i i I mean i saw the original probably when i was like 20 and i remember i just like the guy that played like played herman munster um i just like him as an actor um and i did think that the kid that played uh what's his name Jeez, i just saw the movie gage i thought the kid was really good um oh it is it is not the guy from wings Oh, is yeah. uh is the main is the main character's name Lewis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not the guy from Wings. No, no, you're you're right. It definitely wasn't because the guy that was in the original was terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if, seriously, for anyone who did enjoy the first one, then check this out. If you didn't, if you don't like Stephen King movies, this isn't going to win you over. Um. If you're just looking for a horror movie and you want to get to the theater, then go see us. But if you've already seen it, then you could go see this. <laughs> not as good. <laughs> All right. Well, then that brings us to the segment of our show where we rank the movies we've discussed. Uh, they go on the list that we've been compiling since late December and the, the new movies are either better or worse than a movie that's already on the list. So Matt, where will your first movie go? Uh, well, that depends. What's my first movie? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You just mean in the order that I went. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm looking for Dumbo. Where did I put it in my Dumbo, list? Dumbo, right? Oh my God, that was so long ago. <laughs> okay. I am going to put Dumbo between the boy and contagion wow all the way down there it might- better than contagion <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just listened to uh i just listened to the episode where you uh talk about contagion yeah and uh and i was like flummoxed by how much you disliked it i just you know and honestly look I'm putting it above contagion on my list because the rules uh-huh. are nondescript. <laughs> right. Um, contagion is a better movie than Dumbo. It's just, but you like Dumbo more than contagion. I, yeah, I guess because it's not so much that I liked it more. It's that contagion pissed me off. Cause just like, <laughs> just like glass, I felt like someone was trying to tell me, that the movie was so damn smart and it just wasn't good enough for that. Like it didn't deserve to be patting itself on the back as much as it was. And so uh-huh. Dumbo didn't piss me off that way. Cause I didn't feel at all. Like anyone was trying to tell me it was good. I did not feel at all. Like Tim Burton was in there going like this movie's great. It was like, Hey, I like showing you things that are nifty colors. Here's a shitty movie. That's what I do. Uh-huh. And that's why it's going as low as it is, because it wasn't any better than that. But um, but it didn't piss me off as much as Contagion did, because I hate people telling me stuff's great when it's not. <laughs> I think Contagion's great. How many stars <laughs> would you give? Uh, how many stars would you give Dumbo? One and a half. One point five stars. All right, and I'm guessing you would not click the heart button. No. You would say you did not like the movie. Correct. All right. And then uh, the second movie you watched was... The Mummy. The Mummy, right. And I'm putting that in between House Shark and Ocean's 8. 
House Ghost Shark? Oh, oh, yeah, right, all right. No, no, no. Shark Ghost is. Shark is beneath Ocean Sea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how many stars would you give that? I would give that two. Two stars. <coughs> and I'm guessing that's a big no on the like button. It's a... Yeah, it's a no on the like button. Okay. And then Pet Cemetery. It's funny, because I actually did kind of enjoy watching it. It's just... It's not good. You know what? Tell you what. Change it to two and a half stars. Oh, okay. Two and a half stars. Wait, no, that's the opposite, right? Because I'm kind of saying I liked it, but it wasn't good. <laughs> but instead, I'm giving it two and a half stars, but a no like. Screw it. That's okay. Give it two stars and a thumbs up. <laughs> two stars and a thumbs up? Wow. It turns out that The Mummy is the, the toughest review I've ever had to make. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough call. I like how the quality of the film dropped, but your enjoyment of it went up. Yep. <laughs> oh God. And then Pet Cemetery is between Blazing Saddles and Lego Movie Two. Okay. And 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 seriously, this movie can thank its third act for that. Because if it weren't for the third act getting better, this would be going down well below the mummy. And how many stars would you give it? Two. Two stars. And would you click the the like button or not? <laughs> no. No? Okay. Great. So it just went right. it just went above the mummy with the same amount of stars, but a thumbs down when the mummy got a thumbs up. <laughs> the system is That's rigged. The- <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and so uh, we didn't say this. Um, so Pet Cemetery is going into your number 28 slot. Wow. Dumbo's going into your... I'm oh, sorry. The Mummy's going into your number 32 slot. And Dumbo is going into your number 37. Just so uh, people at home have a frame of reference. Wow. And that's yeah, that's at the bottom there. of the list. Yeah, you've seen 43. Because Aquaman is at 43. Yep. At the bottom. Um. I was looking at my my list recently, yeah, and I am I am no longer happy with where I put things. I should I should have like a two week moratorium from when I watch a movie to where I place it on the list because it changes dramatically depending on how much time has passed since I've watched it or not. Hey, question for you regarding that: How are you feeling uh-huh. about How are you feeling about Captain Marvel now that you've had some space you know, away from it? Uh, I'm actually pretty happy with where Captain Marvel is. Well, um, uh, forget about the list for a minute. I just mean in terms of what's your what's your relationship with it? Like, do you feel like you like it the same amount? Do you feel like you'd like it more or less? Um, I think I'm I'm about the same. Okay. Like, I, 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 like thinking about it, I think because I was talking about I was geeking out about the new Avengers trailer stuff that came out this past week, and uh, I was telling my wife. She was asking about, is Ant-Man in it? And I'm like, well, you're going to have to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp for that because that movie takes place pre-snap. And she's like, pre-snap? And I'm like, yeah, you live in a pre- or post-snap world now. And she's like, oh my God, you're such a geek. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so anyway, I was talking about, I was like, Captain Marvel takes place in a post-snap world because it's 1990, or in a pre-snap world because it's 1995. And I was like, Captain Marvel was pretty good. And then... 
uh, basically we talked about it. I'm not going to go over the whole conversation, <laughs> uh, but like the movies made like over a billion dollars worldwide. So oh, nice. Uh, I, I, I believe so. So good for it. I mean, that's, that's pretty great. But like um, other movies like Teen Titans go to the movies is on the bottom half of the list. Yeah. And it, it definitely deserves to be much higher. Okay. Uh, than where it is. Um, like the middle of my list is kind of a mess where I'm really uncomfortable. The bottom of the list, I'm pretty okay with. And the top of the list, I'm pretty okay with. And then I, uh, and then I, I figured out that the only move, like no new movies ever going to get a five star rating from me. It's going to be like something that, uh, has existed for a while. So like if we do the list next year, um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse might be higher than Avengers affinity war just cause I liked it so much. Yeah. You know, like, like the more time you spend with a movie, the more you like it. Uh, Sometimes. So, yeah. And the, and the opposite is also true. Like, like you were right when, uh, when we were talking about solo, um, a couple weeks back where I said, uh, where I thought that I was, uh, pretty harsh on solo. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I just recently went back and listened to that episode and you're, you're right. I was, I was totally, I was way too kind to it. And, uh especially having watched it again, like it's like two separate, totally different reviews from me. About mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But I also think I was trying to sugarcoat it a little bit to make you go see it. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, with my list, yeah. uh, the first movie that I watched was Batman Ninja. And I'm going to put that in the new number 32 <laughs> slot. Between The Incredibles 2 and Christmas Chronicles. And I'm going to give it two stars. And I will say that I liked it uh, just because the, the art style was pretty neat. It was pretty neat to see. Uh, and then the next movie I talked about was Teen Titans or The Justice League. And I'm going to put that. Let's see. I'm going to put that right above it, honestly. <laughs> in the new number 32 slot <laughs> is J justice league versus the fateful fatal five because they're they're pretty much the same i i, I putting it anywhere else on the list i'm not really comfortable and again i'm going to give it two stars but this one i'm going to say no i i did not really like it um the end of the movie such a mess like the girl the the girl green lantern gets so overpowered so quick and she's able to take out that the team of bad guys just because the movie needs to wrap up uh creep on the other hand yeah. i'm going to put i'm going to put that ooh, see now this is a movie that i know two weeks from now i'm going to be like devastated i put it this low oh no but i'm going to put it i'm going to put it between captain marvel and bumblebee in the new number 19 slot. Oh, yeah. It deserves better than that. But I am going to give it three and a half stars. Good man. And I will say, yes, I did enjoy it. I would like it. So that's our that's our list update for this week. If you're interested in seeing the list, uh, go to thisweekinfilm.com and uh, follow the link on the left to our letterbox page, which will take you to a beautifully put together list by the good folks at letterboxd and anything else you want to know about our show just go to thisweekinfilm.com you can find all of our 
social media stuff if you want to reach us there or send us an email at this week in film podcast at gmail.com matt anything to plug uh no but you know i'll throw this out there since you're just talking about things with the show and people reaching out to us and stuff um if you might have noticed that we put out a commentary for broken arrow last week oh my um, god i'm so glad you brought that up we have to put broken arrow on our list oh good lord that's that's true <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um i am i'm gonna put broken arrow because uh, i have my list open right here i'm gonna put broken arrow into the number 42 slot between mortal engines and aquaman uh hmm. and i'm gonna give it one and a half stars but i did i did like it so i'm gonna say yes <laughs> I had a lot of I had a lot of fun watching it. It was terrible, and and if you're interested in hearing how much fun Matt and I had watching it, check out last week's episode of the show for our commentary track of the John Travolta Christian Slater Broken Arrow. And I'm going to put Broken Arrow in my whatever number slot between <laughs> Dumbo and Contagion. <laughs> Better than Contagion. <laughs> Like at this point, I feel like it's just vindictive against against Contagion. Hey, you gotta l- go back and listen to that episode where I talked about Contagion. I'm surprised it's not. Uh, uh, me then would be surprised that it's not at the bottom of my list now, because I yeah I was really mad that it wanted me to how think many, it was so good. How many stars would you give Broken Arrow? One. One star. You can go as low as point five. I'll go with one. One star. But and that is good to know. Like? I'm sure I'll use the point five at some point. No. <laughs> no. Thumbs down. <laughs> All right. But but um, what I was anyway. gonna say before was listeners, if you uh, if you wanna listen to a commentary track but you'd rather have it be a movie that you specifically are interested in, let us know. Or root for one of the movies that I've been suggesting we do. Um, and those include Lady in the Water in the Happening and maybe that's it I don't know did I say anything else before oh wait yeah I did I did Speed oh yeah Speed well we should just do all three of those for the sake of doing them they're all Speed's a great movie never mind don't reach out to us (laughs) listeners we don't need your input Uh, which one would you like to hear first there we go how about that yeah yeah is there a movie you want to hear about first get in touch with us Um, All right, so I guess if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. Thanks for listening.